Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my high-sodium co-host, and I am too, uh, Mozzie. How are you doing, man? Uh, you know, salt, sort of salty about the Super Bowl. Uh, I think a lot of people are. Mo- probably most people are. Um, I know yeah, I know you are too, and we are kind of obligated to, based on our fandom. Um, right. Given the teams we tend to root for, we uh, have to hate him. So, not have to, we, we just do. And, you know, we'd be bad fans if we didn't, I'd say. Oh, my God, dude. It is so annoying. It's like every talking head on, which I love that expression, by the way, talking head. Yeah. Just, whoever came up with that, congratulations. It's great on level. so many levels. Right. But they're all just like, hey, Tom Brady is beating the Chiefs. And I'm like, all right. We have discussed this. There are 53 players on a roster, and Tom Brady was certainly a huge part of that, but the defense did a really big thing. Like, no one's talking mm-hmm. about the defense, which they ran a train, right? Oh, yeah, dude. They, that defense went nuts. Like, poor, poor Mahomes. I think we, at least I know I underestimated Eric Fisher's absence. That was a large part of it. And against, like... The Packers, I think they would have been fine. They would have beaten the Packers. I feel like I can like say that a little more confidently. But the Bucks defense is a like a whole other beast. And yeah, they like, were foaming it, at the mouths, man. Yeah, if your O line is injured, like you're just screwed. And so Mahomes did his best. The there were so many crucial drops of like face masks getting the ball to the <laughs> <laughs> two. In one game, yeah, cause yeah, the the, the Tyreek one and then the Daryl Williams one, and I, I saw the great meme. It, uh, I think it was it's a, the Phineas and Ferb one. It's like if I had a nickel for every time a drop touchdown hit a receiver in the face mask, I'd have two nickels. Like, That's not that many, but it's still weird that I'd have two. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. just like it was Murphy's Law. It uh-huh. was a Murphy's Law day for the Chiefs. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Yeah, all the possible like bad variance outcomes like <laughs> hit all at once in the same game. God, like they, and they had bad injury luck kind of leading up to it, losing Fisher. Um, yeah, like throughout the year, like the O line going down. The Bucks were like fully healthy. Yeah, and they were like completely healthy. I should have listened to my gut. Like midway through the week, you hear Winfield's back, and you're like, "All right, that's not great." And then you the uh, Andy Reid's son car accident thing, and you're like, "Oh god, that's terrible." Yeah, the um, the drunken car accident. Everyone seems to be glossing over the fact that he was drunk. Like, oh yeah, no, that like, and it's not the first time it's happened. Yeah, so that was like a bad omen. I know we discussed like feeling weird when that happened about still picking the Chiefs. Yep, I definitely felt like the bad Juju, which was last year's uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, by the way, but I was <laughs> feeling the bad Juju yeah, after that, the, and I was like, yeah, I'm still, like, I'm not going to switch, but I am super not confident. The karmatic balance shifted. 
A, B, and Vita Vea were, like, both going to play, and I'm like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, dude. Vita Vea, um, <laughs> looking at him with the face mask got cracked me up, because his, like, head and face are so large <laughs> that the face mask, it looks like it's, like, a child's face mascot. <laughs> oh, man. He's a hell of a player, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's so good. He's a huge part of their run-stopping. He's one of those guys who, I mean, it's kind of obvious. He just plugs a large hole in the defense. But, yeah, Mahomes, I, I mentioned this to you briefly, but it made me feel like I was watching, what I feel like, I, I sympathized a lot because I've seen Lamar Jackson in that scenario a few times where his team just lets him down completely. And, like, it, it makes you sad because you're like, man, everyone's going to shit on this guy, but it's not his fault. I know. I can't believe I'm hearing anything negative about Mahomes. And it's. I assume those are all just the idiots who just read the uh, like the box score at the end and go, wow, Mahomes yeah. had a bad game. Mahomes there's, sucks. There's not I, – I have – okay, thankfully, thankfully I don't watch like cable sports television, so I may be missing a lot of dumb takes, but I haven't seen much like Mahomes was bad stuff because like most of my sports consumption, like sports take consumption is on Twitter – like sometimes like I'm surprised you haven't that. seen it there. Yeah, but, well, a lot of fantasy Twitter, like, I mean, most of, like, fantasy and fantasy Twitter just, like, fucking loves Mahomes, so I don't, there aren't really much, there's not really much shitting on him there. I guess I just miss a lot of the dumb people, I don't know. And he had two throws, almost, I, I don't know, were they back-to-back? The, yeah, well, like, on the same drive, there was the one to Demarcus Robinson, which that one, that one was a tough catch. I don't blame him for that one. For once, Demarcus Robinson didn't drop it on his own accord. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was the almost to Pringle, where they probably should have called P.I., and then there was that, and then the one to Daryl Williams, I'm confused with David Williams, mm-hmm. who maybe would have caught that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, man. on that same, like, I think they're all in that same possession, but... Nuts, yeah. It almost feels like they just could not believe themselves that the ball actually reached them. Yeah, the 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 Bucks were like flabbergasted that Mahomes like <laughs> made stuff the, almost happen. Mic'd up stuff. Yeah, the mic'd up. So like Mike Evans and God are great. Yeah, they oh were my so God, like, like he. How did he do that? Oh my like lord! Like he's a magician. I'm convinced. No, Mahomes that. Two of the best passes I've ever seen. They weren't even completions. Yeah. If he had completed, completed that, that would have been... That was, like, better than the David Tyree catch. Yeah. He's just... Yeah. He's on He's on another level. But, yes, congratulations to the Buccaneers and, unfortunately, yep. Tom Brady. Um, Gronk, yeah. Gronk had a big impact, which was kind of fun, I guess. Yeah. I, I like Gronk. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Arians. I think we both like Bruce Arians to get him out. Yeah, I'm glad he did win one. And then um, he's I am been ha- good. I'm happy for Leonard Fournette as well. Actually, um, he had to deal with the Jags for so long and Tom Coughlin's bullshit that I'm glad he was rewarded with going to a good team. And mm-hmm. he played really well in the playoffs too. He really did. I mean, I think. I mean, you can argue that they might not have been able to do this without him. And not necessarily that Jones couldn't have done what he did, but having both of them was just keeping yeah. them both fresh. And they, when one was out, the other could go in. Yeah, the running game was huge. I mean, obviously they passed all too, but like they ran all over the buck, or ran all over the Chiefs as well. And then penalties. Yeah. Ugh, but I did want to, you know, I always shit on Tom Brady because, you know, Jets fan. And he gets like 40, 40, it's like 40 times I had to watch him beat me. So I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, in my lifetime, which 
was I mean, basically, since I've been watching the NFL, Tom Brady has been beating the Jets. So I have a very visceral hatred for the guy in that regard. But I did want to say probably the most positive and wholesome take that I could possibly have moving forward. And it's something that I don't think people are talking about yet that is really, really, really important and is going to have huge ramifications on the NFL like moving forward. I think what Tom Brady's done has permanently changed the league and in a really good way. And what I mean by that is he was a star quarterback, he was with a team for two decades, and he knew that he still had the potential in him to keep playing at a really high level. Like he knew that he still had that. And they didn't give him weapons. He said, all right, well, I want out then. And, you know, New England... They strung along Brady for years on these restructured contracts and pay cuts. And then when it was all said and done, they still wouldn't actually provide him the tools to be successful. Yeah. And he's sitting there like, I'm still playing at a high level. I'm still really competitive. Why would I stay here in a franchise that's not going to allow me to even be the best that I can be? Um, like, why am I giving 100% every single day for this with in Keel Harry, 36-year-old <laughs> Julian Edelman, no discernible running back, a battered O-line, a defense on hold, and two rookie tight ends. Like, come on. So he he left, and he just went somewhere that said, fuck it, we'll give you those things. And they <laughs> did. And guess what? He won the Super Bowl, which is like, I was mad for a day and then it kind of dawned on me that this is really big because he's enabling these guys like Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford, hell, maybe even Rodgers, quite frankly, to say, I'm over this. Like, I'm going to go somewhere that will go all in for the year because we've seen it can work. And even if it blows up the next year, it's still a Super Bowl that you get out of it. Yeah. And teams want that. And, like, obviously, of course, like, you have to, you know, as a player – franchises have down periods you don't want to bail the ship just because they have a down year or something but Brady gave a ton of power and leverage to the football players which I think is absolutely amazing I think that's incredible because um, teams are moving off of players faster and faster each and every year oh, yeah, it feels sure. like like people are even talking about Tua being traded I'm like yeah. he guys a rookie last year what are you talking about? He just about? got there yeah <laughs> right and then you know, now they're saying players can do the same thing. Like, I don't have to suffer through a dysfunctional franchise. I'm not calling the Patriots dysfunctional, but they were clearly not a contender this year. And mm -hmm. I think most Pats fans were very avidly aware of that. Um, so, like, look, Matt Stafford, Detroit legend, 12 years gone. Asked to be traded to a contender. Who can blame him? Rams, right on board with it. They mm -hmm. said, let's go get him. We're going to bring in everybody. Let's do this thing. Deshaun Watson, top five quarterback in the league, undeniably. He's, I'm, I want out. You guys aren't helping me, and there's no point in me being here if you're not building, putting a team together for me to be successful anyway. So it almost gives players a way to actively sanction teams that aren't operating correctly. Like, who wants to go to the Texans right now? What Their free agency <laughs> is going to be abysmal. They have oh, fans jumping ship. They, are they might there? be one of the worst teams in the league next year. Like, I would, I'll be surprised if they aren't. Like, they're both, like in 2022, <laughs> they're probably picking first. Like, they may Absolutely. be favorites to be the worst. And so I guess all of this to say is I just want to take a second to put the, you know, I think totally legitimate hatred of Brady aside and just say thank you. <laughs> 
because uh, he's orchestrated something really great for the league in that regard. I think teams are going to start saying, all right, let uh, maybe using their cap space in a beneficial way just for the year even. Just start making moves that are a little bit more short-term and than long-term and saying, let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm, I, you know what? I think that's great. I love it. That's an awesome point, which I, I didn't even thought about that. Like, I'm all about player empowerment. That's a great point that this really is a good example of it. So, yeah, no, I had, I did not. It was not my first take. It was <laughs> definitely not my first take. My first take was, I am so fucking sick of seeing Brady in the Super Bowl. <laughs> the next day after I slept, I woke up and was like, you know what? He just gave a lot of power to players, and that is awesome. Because we yeah. love the players. They're the, they are the game. Yep. There's no football <laughs> without these players. <laughs> especially, <a> take. <laughs> especially the quarterbacks, which is what we're going to be talking about uh, the next episode or two. We're yeah, absolutely. Sp- yep. So um, Adam Schefter um, recently, well, not as recently now, but uh, at some point relatively recently tweeted that like as many as 18 starting quarterbacks could find themselves on new teams. And I know you think, and I agree that that's a long shot. But we can go through and see who all is going to be staying, who's going to be switching, and where some of these, you know, trading spaces could go. Um, which mm-hmm. is it? Wasn't it like a, like a TV show? And like not maybe not HD, HGTV or like whatever it was before that. HGTV, yeah, yeah. That trading spaces. That's what yep. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we've got this year. Uh huh. So hey, we can maybe thank Brady for it because. You know what? This is uh, I like this that this is happening. This makes for a way more exciting off season. It gives us way oh, more yeah, things to talk about. Oh yeah, because the NBA off season is great because the players like have all this leverage, and so the NFL exactly makes it a lot more fun. And I do think this is random, but not random, I guess actually. But I think Kirk Cousins is part like has some thanks like earned as well in this with mm-hmm. his like fully guaranteed contract he got. So right, yeah, he's just you know more small town market than. Yeah some of the other guys but say absolutely absolutely so i'm, I'm done what is washington doing for me <laughs> Poor Ooh, washington. really quickly shameless plug here washington has suspended their cheerleader program oh. um, as of today which if you didn't know washington has <laughs> just treated their cheerleaders like absolute garbage so this is good that they're finally becoming you know modern and not 1920s yeah, Washington is a shit show. So, starting in the AFC, the North is pretty solidified. I think we can... I think it's the most set division. Yeah. Like, the only if is Roethlisberger. It's right. just a matter of, like, kind of when's he going to retire. Um, I imagine he's around for 2021. I think so. Because this, was, this his... was his first year back from that injury and like there are a lot of times like especially like you see it like i mean in basketball a lot too like it takes players like that extra season to like be gucci after their injury it's so crazy he's not even like in the top 10 of contracts but this year his dead cap's 41 yeah oh yeah or yeah his cap hits major his dead cap's pretty big as well like i mean he's there like (laughs) they're kind of screwed like they pretty much need to they should draft or find their replacement this year Definitely. so that so that when Ben probably retires next year they're fine and if he's ass again like for 2021 they're also they also have someone because Josh Dobbs and Mason Rudolph are not the answer but clearly not 
but yeah, Ravens, Browns, Bengals, like those are very obviously uh, set. I imagine the Browns pick up Baker's option after the 2020 season, like what they saw from him. So, oh, I, I would expect so. I mean, he's a uh, Cleveland loves Baker anyway. It would yeah. be hard. And you know, they won a playoff game. They looked good. Kevin Stefanski was a great hire. Coach um, of the year, right? At coach of the year, yep. coach, coach of the year. And uh, just, you know, I'm all excited for it. I'm excited for it. I think he'll get his fifth-year option picked up. Which So basically it's just Ben for the North, which yeah. is the only semi-question mark. And we, you and I both believe that he'll just be playing this year. Mm-hmm. But, so I actually want to jump over to the East real quick. And mm. I want to catapult off from the Browns to the Dolphins. And this may make no sense, but... So I actually want to give the Browns some praise for their Baker Mayfield handling. Now, this again may sound weird, especially from how it started, but they let him show what he can't do, which is good. Sure, yeah, yeah. And the Dolphins haven't really done that with Tua because Tua is he's really good, but they needed to give they need you need to have him get a season, two seasons of finding his limits because mm-hmm. like he's going to keep getting better but you need to sh- you need to give uh, like a couple seasons of like figuring out you know how far he can push this team before you right. roll it back in and that's why like with the Browns and with Baker they found out okay like rookie year good they found out he's you know, good at roll good at blah 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 they tried some other stuff the following year which I hope that's what the Dolphins do I hope they we're like, okay, trading Will's rookie year, sophomore year, we kind of unleash it because the Browns kind of like, not really let him, but they, they transitioned to a different offense and we're like, okay, Baker, like show us what you got. Didn't work so great. They went back to a strength. Good. All right. Keep, keep Baker doing this. He's good this way. Perfect. I think the Dolphins need to kind of like let to uh, fuck up more because they, <laughs> they did it. They did it. They kept the trading Will's on him so much that like they – they didn't want him to mess up, and it's not going to, like, ruin him or anything at all, but it definitely s- slows, stunts the development a bit for your quarterback when you're so worried about winning a game that you don't want him to do, like, everything you need a quarterback to do. Like, they are trying too hard to protect his ego or whatever. Yeah, I I didn't like what they did with Tua this year. Uh, not at all. I mean, they pulled they put him in and took him out for the end of the game. I mean, yeah, that's like kind of which like, okay, that doesn't bother me as much in the sense of like the I know like they did that with Breeze. Um, I think older Schottenheimer did that with Breeze, if I recall. Like basically, with it, and that was an important part of his development was like pulling him out without without hurting his confidence. That was a big part of it because like. Hmm. If you're like if a quarterback's playing bad like in a game, they may not like turn it around during that game. Now there were games or two it did turn it around and that was good, but there are times when like I I I can get behind like pulling him out and being like okay like let's go over what you did wrong. We're gonna keep you know you're our guy still, but Fitz is gonna go in for a bit, just watch kind of thing. So yeah, I mean I I definitely understand that, but there's I mean there's something in the the psychological world called learned helplessness, which is basically like every time you come into conflict with something you don't know how to resolve, you go to somebody else to help you do it. And I'm not saying that they're teaching that to Tua by any stretch of the imagination, but 
it does help to, I think, lose games and, you know, face the adversity to get back up and try again, even though it, you know, I, honestly, they just fucked up starting him in the first place. I just think they did it too early. I think they took wins for granted, and uh, that I don't really like that. They, uh, we we talked about it before with them. They quote unquote like split the baby. I heard someone say that on a different podcast. Like <laughs> they're trying to like do both, and they it didn't work the way they tried to do it. You have to kind of be all in, and like I said, when you're winning, not that like I think. They have a, like, drastically way better chance with, like, fits in any specific kind of given game. Mm-hmm. But the there were, like, some anonymous quotes, like, from the team regarding, like, how they felt about the Switch. And that kind of showed me that the team wasn't ready in general. And that, right. like, we thought they were here early, but when you see stuff like that, you know that the team is a year early and they're not there culture-wise yet. Because, like... Flores got there. He's implementing his, you know, his team, his culture. But there are going to be leftovers from a, a shitty team that are good teammates to put it like succinctly. So yeah, which to me that I mean that indicates a little disconnect between the front office and the coach and the team, which they got to fix. Gotta, because got to get that fixed. Because the player that was the big thing. If the players had come out and been like, "No, nah, man, we wanted Tua. Like, we love Fitz, but it was time to put Tua in." It's different. But they were not receptive to it when it first happened. Yeah, which I said I I love Tua. I think he's great player, good leader from all I can see. So I I think they can manage this and be fine. If they fuck it up. I think that's a huge indictment on the organization. Yeah. Like, if, if they fuck up things with Tua, like, they need to fully clean house because, like, that that would be an utter... Like, that would be, like, one of the worst failures I've seen, like, of a talent. Well, the thing is, I've shit on their GM before, like, years... Like, before they got Flores, I really kind of dug in hard on their GM before. And then, um... This all kind of happens, and everyone starts praising him. And I'm like, I had a lot of negative thoughts towards his job as a general manager before, but let's see if he turns it around. So I'm kind of like, they really do need to get everything right this year. Like, they can't, you know, mess around. Because mm-hmm. there's been a little bit of speculation on, like, trading Tua for Watson, but I don't think that happens. I can't believe that they would that, move that off would, of That Tua. wouldn't really be a good move. Like, I don't... I don't think that, like, I don't know if Watson puts them over the hump, per se. Like, okay, maybe that's wrong, but, like, I just feel like Watson would get wasted there. I could, I don't know if that's, like, a too, like, knee-jerk take, but I don't know if the Dolphins have enough outside of quarterback that they're fully ready yet. Like, their own line's still terrible. Like, Watson can create behind a battle line, yeah, but if they trade for Watson right now, I... I would be sad if they wasted another year of Watson. So that's the thing is to get Watson, they would have to lose their number three pick, which is what they could use to get him a weapon. Cause you know, yeah. the weapons there and the O line are pretty mediocre. Yeah. Like, like, cause Devonte Parker sort of has had some resurgence. Like Kaseki's good, but the O line's bad. They've got no running backs. Like there is like, they really don't have good receivers. Like the, the team is like not that great. So. Yep. Like the D they put in, a bunch of money on the defense, and the uh-huh. defense overperformed, but the offense is still in rebuild mode. Uh-huh. So it would, it, to me, it would not make sense. 
Um, I agree. I I think they'll probably regress win win wise this year. Which is wouldn't it be good, funny right? though if they regress but they look like a better team like going into what would be twenty twenty three? I could totally see that. I I or could 22, too. Twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I don't even know what year it is anymore. <laughs> Oh, that's a soundbite I time need. Is, time is a flat circle. <laughs> what year is it? Yeah. So, obviously, Bills have Jalen. They're good. They're set. Yep, they're good. Um, which, again, I know I, I have said this a lot lately, but I, I, I have to take the L on my Jalen evaluation because he has been pretty awesome. Like, this year especially, it mm. it was a good example of, like, don't call it call a quarterback too early because – Jalen, like, the first two years, like, I felt fairly right about my initial take. But me this too. year, he proved me, like, way wrong. And it goes to show how much a quarterback could grow and develop and how much a good scenario, good coach, good weapons helps. So, Well, it's like he needed to take ten steps, right, to get yeah. to where we think he would be a good quarterback. And year one, he was at a one, and he took, like, two steps. And then year two to three, he took the other eight. Yeah, it was just a giant <laughs> leap. Did you hear, though, he went and got laser uh, treatment where they literally, you know, pointed lasers at him and found out his arm and mechanic motion and were like, all right, you're doing this too much. Your arm's coming up here and he's just huh. down and locked. He did that whole thing. Like during Sean the McDermott, past offseason? Uh, joked that he needs that for his head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in the off season, which I'm like, there you go, my well, dude. And yeah, Jameis got LASIK, so we need to see how he is now. But um, right, lasers, man, they're the future. <laughs> Get you a super quarterback with lasers. <laughs> pew pew. So, Jets obviously have Darnold for now. So you you go first. This is your team. Um. Okay. I I'm I'm trying to figure out like without bias what I think will happen. And I think most teams right now know they can't count on Deshaun Watson being an option because of the Texans. I think that they, many teams would be open to it and the Jets made the call. They did call about Watson, but I think many of them are putting plans together forward um, with that out of the question. So we'll say if they can get Watson, I think they'll, they'll make it a, Nice, not overindulgent, but I think they'll make a nice offer. But if that's not the case, what I think most likely happens is they will probably trade Sam. Um, I think they're the best contenders right now for Watson based on what they're able to offer. I think that if Watson is available, that they do have probably the best leverage. They have four first-round picks the next two years, and they have a quarterback on a rookie contract that they could trade. So, like, that right there is great. Um, Houston, though, wants a defensive starter, and they want Quentin Williams, and they're like, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good luck. (laughs) All right, brother. Um, Yeah, so I do – right now I'm looking at Zach Wilson, Justin Fields – um, with the number two pick, I I personally think they should keep Sam. Now I'll say my take. I think they should keep Sam because Sam is on a rookie contract and he is going into year four, so they don't even have to pay him like at all for another year if they wanted to keep him. Um, 
Second of all, they're completely changing the entire team up, and I think it would kind of help to have someone who has rapport with what the guys they've already got, and I think that the offense they're bringing in makes things a little bit easier on the quarterback, and they're also not really there yet. We've seen how quarterbacks can make an impact immediately in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you get a star quarterback that you draft, you know, let's say Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, one of these guys, Trey Lance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ends up being an absolute star-studded stud star, and <laughs> you go to the Jets, and the team is in rebuild mode. Like, they're still not good yet. It doesn't help you out yeah. as much. Um, I don't know. I think they're trying to get Watson. I don't know if they will. But teams have asked about Darnold. And as of right now, Joe Douglas is basically saying, I don't know if I want to trade Sam. He's pretty much like waiting for the Texans to decide. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I makes sense. So. so, yeah, I the Jets are in a position to like be multiple right now. Mm-hmm. They can kind of like trade for Watson, stick with Darnold, build that way, get it ready if they want to trade him down the line. Like, so. Either. They're in a good spot in the t- in the sense of even though they don't like know for sure if they have their guy at quarterback like at the moment whether it's Sam or Deshaun or someone else they have a lot of options. Right, they have a few options, and I think they're just kind of they're evaluating the roster and letting the cards fall is yeah. essentially where they're at right now. They're because they you know they have a new coaching staff. They got to go through the players, text the other ones, find out who's committed, who isn't. Um, and who's on board and whatnot. So, you know, they're doing roster evaluations, and Joe Douglas is just sitting pretty. The one thing I do have confidence in is that Joe Douglas won't overpay. Yeah, that's the for, thing, like, Watson. when teams have options, you got to be like, okay, but will, will they fuck it up? <laughs> and so, right. yeah, I, I trust Joe Douglas not to fuck it up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do I do too. <laughs> Which you know, is important in all this. A lot of things can get fucked up. So, because um, Darnold... Darnold is so this year could be his last year if they don't pick up his fifth year option. I don't remember what the deadline is like for that, but if they do pick up his fifth year option, there is you know this year and then the following year, so TBD right. there. But I imagine they probably will just so that they can keep him or trade him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is year four. Yeah, going into year four. Yeah, so right. And then uh, next up, we've got the Patriots who are don't have a quarterback. <laughs> Because I think I think Cam was a one-year deal, right? And I assume yeah. they kind of move on from him anyway. So they're, I don't think they'll re-sign Cam. No, yeah, and Stidham, not the guy. No, never was. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I would have loved it. But. Um, so you've got him with the Mac Jones pick. Well, no, so I I don't per se. A lot of people are projecting Matt Jones. Right, okay, so that's what I'm hearing a lot of, too, and I'm like, all right. Which, I, I, is that just because he's a white guy? Like, and he just seems like (laughs) the potential next Tom Brady for a very lazy, generic cop? (laughs) Like, right, right, is that it? Pretty much. I mean, he has the same figure that Brady did when he came in the league, you know? (laughs) They're like, oh, there you go. So, I mean, uh, Mac Jones is probably going to go higher in the draft than he should. But yeah, I uh, so I haven't done enough Mac Jones evaluation. So the only quarterbacks I've looked much at are Trevor Lawrence, just to kind of confirm, like make sure that I did nothing that I saw that was like wait a sec. And then I've looked at Trey Lance some, 
And um, I haven't done much evaluation after this, guys. Trevor but, Lawrence pretty amazing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. That, that was kind of an obvious one. But tra- I love Trey Lance. I mean, like, literally every time we talk about quarterback prospects, I'm like, Trey Lance is so fucking good. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Matt Jones, I'm yet to, like, look at too much. But, you know, there's always the concern of when, you know, you have amazing receivers. How much is you? How much is them? It's Johnny Manziel with Mike Evans. There's you know, a lot of examples. But Christian Hackenberg, Allen Robinson. Dude, poor A-Rob. Free A-Rob. I hope, I, hope he doesn't get, I hope he doesn't get tagged. Or if he does, I hope they get a new quarterback. Free A-Rob. Yes. Yeah, he finds staying in Chicago if he gets a good quarterback. Yeah, which Mitch is a free agent. but Hey, give him uh, Fitzpatrick, dude. <laughs> Fitzpatrick to Robinson? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, with the Patriots, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Like, are they going to? Like find some backup to snipe. Are they gonna draft someone? Like I imagine they draft someone, right? Like you gotta think. I think it's time we get back on the Andy Dalton train, dude. <laughs> I think it's time Andy Dalton finally fulfills the prophecy and goes to New England. Dude, I would love that. Even if it doesn't work, we gotta see it. We gotta see it. <laughs> we have to have to know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, the Pats pick at fifteen, which has been their highest pick in a really long time, so yeah, that's true. That they are, you know, traditionally a trade out of the first round, yeah, like kind of team. Because they picked Sony Michelle and Nikhil Hare the last couple times, so yeah, and they probably should have traded out. Maybe they will <laughs> pick Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've had some drafting struggles, but they are in play for Trey Lance, which I don't want him on the Pats, obviously. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's the last thing we need. Mm-hmm. But back uh, going down south. Of course, we have the Texans there. We've kind of talked about them some. They posture that they won't trade Deshaun Watson, but I I am assuming that's leverage. They're they're trying they're trying to gain leverage with other teams, like acting like they're not going to get rid of them. But you kind of have to at a certain point. I really hope so. I really hope they're not actually as stupid as they're making themselves sound. Yeah, I, I, so this is one, this is like the only time I think I'm going to give the Lions praise as an organization ever. But <laughs> they quickly moved Stafford and got a lot for him once they, once the decision was made that he wanted to be elsewhere and they weren't moving forward with him. They didn't drag it out. Every time a team like quickly says, yeah, sure, let's do it, when someone wants to trade, it goes so much better. Like I'm thinking NBA, like uh, the Thunder when they were trading off all their guys, like, so, like, they got some good deals on guys that, like, weren't expected to move. Or, like, I, I'm just trying to think through, like, trades that happen a little more unexpectedly. You, mm-hmm. always, you always see a better haul because, like, the, the value hasn't diminished in the same way. For sure. And I definitely think that people were like, oh, well, Stafford says he wants to be traded. That's going to kill his trade value. Um, You think so? Because I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very. It was like a day turnaround. There was like a thing about him maybe wanting out, and then the next day, like I mean, maybe not next day, but it was a quick turnaround, and it didn't get ugly. When it gets ugly like this, that's when like, no matter how much you try to posture, like you're, yeah, you're fucking right yourself. because you're backed into a corner. Your quarterback keeps doubling down, like I'm not playing for you next year, so you might as well trade me. And other teams are like, we know he's not playing for you. Why would we st- give you the boat? Like, yeah, like you got to like play into it and just and then try to just get as much as you can for it because I feel like you're gonna fuck it up. Because like if you get like two weeks from the draft and you're still sitting there like sitting on your hands with Watson, teams may eventually like fall in love with guys enough that they're like, ah, fuck it, we're gonna take this rookie. Yeah. 
And, and you know, uh, I mean, if the Texans sit too long, yeah, they save dead cap on Watson, but they also miss out on drafting it quarterback so they kind of have to do it before yeah the draft. yeah cutting guys by a certain time saves a lot of money so they so they need to get moving soon but <laughs> the texans man they're so bad they fuck a lot of things up they don't have what would be the what the number three pick right mm-hmm. so oh, oh my gosh that could have been useful this year go get Devonte smith and it's you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. something which Anything. is I can't remember if Will Fuller has any suspension left to serve starting next year or not, but or it might have just been the rest of the season. But anyway, and yeah, yeah he's a free agent. Oh yeah, he is. Oh shit, yeah, that's right. I've heard a lot of Packers stuff about him. Mm-hmm. Oh man, cool. But Packers and Jets have contacted him. Dude, yeah, Will Jets Fuller also is contacted be, Juju. Yeah, Ooh. Juju and Arnold. Yeah, if they get Juju, I imagine they stay with Arnold. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yes, Jags. Trevor Lawrence, that's, yeah, I don't think they take someone else. I assume they take Trevor Lawrence. That's kind of, he's basically a given at this point. He's Um, basically already their quarterback. Yeah. Now, the Colts are a fun one. So, there was something you shared with me briefly before we started recording. Would you like to uh, tell the class? I said, with a team ready to play now, the most likely scenario is the team gets a quarterback that is ready to win now. Stafford to Indy sounds like the most wholesome marriage here and will be worth every penny. There's also no way they could get Watson from an in-division trade from the Texans, so this is the guy they need to get. And they didn't get him! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this was written, and then like a couple of days later... It's funny, too, because I texted you. I said, we're going to get Stafford news this weekend. Like, it's going to be really fast. And, yep, they didn't get they didn't get him. Uh, yeah. So, so, they have a couple options left. There was one that you heard about from maybe the Pat McAfee show. And there's one yeah. that I think would be a great fit. So, you, you go ahead. They, I mean, yeah, I, I was watching him today. And they seemed to really think that Wentz was going to go over to Indy. Um, I don't know if it's because... So, McAfee famously, I don't know famously, but, you know, <laughs> Colts fan and Colts player was did not want Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> he did not want Wentz for weeks because Stafford was available, right? And then Stafford, Stafford became unavailable. He's like, okay, well, you know, if we're going to get Wentz, we're going to get Wentz. Um, but they had DeForest Buckner on, and they were talking to him about it, and it made it sound like the – Wentz to the Colts was uh, a little bit more solidified than I would have thought because I've been hearing Bears stuff all week. I'd been hearing all of this. Yeah, there's been a lot of Bears stuff was completely made up, which is hilarious because there were a couple like little blurbs about Foles going back, which we had joked about. (laughs) We did. Like, can you imagine if the Bears traded Foles back to Philly? It'd be so fucking hysterical. That would be nuts. (laughs) But no, I'm I'm kind of cool with um, Wentz going to the Colts. Yeah, no, I think I would be too. Uh, he's developed. Uh, he might have regressed last year, surely. Um, but that line was bad. That team was awful. The Colts are like a ready-made team for a quarterback. Exactly, yeah. yeah they are very solid. They, you know, the quote-unquote a quarterback away that we all hate. But, you know, they really are, for the most part, like a good quarterback away and maybe a few defensive pieces from being the team. So, yeah. I mean... He's young. You have him for a long time. Oh, Wentz to the Colts, to me, makes a good amount of sense. But I know that you are propositioning another trade uh, that I think is super intriguing and I really like. 
because it seems like this particular team is ready to move off of said quarterback. Do you want to throw that one in here? Yes. So we will be getting this team uh, in our next division. Derek Carr, I think, is an awesome fit for the Colts. Um, there we go. He, I feel like he could be a better Phillip Rivers for them with not as much pre-snap, like read kind of ability, but more just physical ability, which is what they needed last year. Um <laughs> The only problem is he doesn't throw to his running back, so maybe that'll kind of be a thing they need to get into. But mm. he is pretty cheap for starting quarterback. His contract is great. It's only like one year left on it. Um, the Raiders seem to want to move off of him. I don't know what it'll cost. It may cost them a first, which I think if it only costs you just a first round to get a quarterback that will upgrade you from last year where you almost beat the Bills in the playoffs, it's probably worth it. So he... And, like, you look at the Raiders receiving core and the Colts receiving core, and you're like, okay, like, this will probably translate. A Pittman would probably be his Waller, I guess. Um, I'm thinking, like, Hilton is the Aguilar, maybe. <laughs> and then Campbell mm-hmm. would be the Rugs. Like, that's my best thought on the, you know, comps. They're a little rusty. And they obviously Mo Alley Cox is um, there. <laughs> uh, of our course. Guy, our guy. You can't forget about Mo Alley Cox, dude. He's the dude. But, no, yeah, Derek Carr's contract is super easy for the Raiders to trade and really easy for a team to take on. It would give the Colts a lot of room to still build more around him. And if if they're not sure about a quarterback in this draft or if they can't get a trade-up right, then I think this is a really good spot because they're in win now, but they need a quarterback who can contribute as much as possible now. So, like, if, if not Wentz, then I think Carr... Especially behind a good O-line, because we know Carr, when he has time, is, like, really good. Like, he's, mm-hmm. like, Carr is great when he has time. It's just, when he doesn't have time, it's not great. <laughs> so, but the Colts' O-line's going to give him time. So, that's why that's why a lot, of, a lot of why I like the fit as well. I'm down for it, man. And so, if they traded Carr, they would be trying to move up, you think, to get a quarterback? Or do you think that they would be, tr- you know, trying to get someone in the market? So there are a couple ways. I think they could either stick with Marcus Mariota because he played pretty well in his start. Maybe they like him. I know Gruden likes him, and their contract was kind of like towards pushing him to maybe replace Carr. It's like a lot of incentives in it. They could, you know, I I think maybe if they get like a pick from the Colts that they could, you know, package picks and trade up to get a quarterback. Or if they're lucky and a quarterback falls to him, a couple different options. So Mm -hmm. they got some options there. They're not stuck with cars. Contract is definitely able to be, you know, traded. Yeah, like they they are in a good position quarterback contract wise. Now, whether or not they could actually end up with their guy again, you know, along with the Jets, <laughs> do they end up with their guy or not? But they have a, they're they're multiple. So I guess we kind of bounce around a bit, but yeah, the Colts. So if they don't get Carr, they what are they going to do? Or if they don't get Carr once, what do you think they do? Because there aren't a lot of options because maybe they try to get Darnold, maybe like Winston. Like they have called about Darnold. Okay, like it makes sense. They should. Yeah. They should. I think it would be if I had to choose a place for Darnold to go, the Colts would definitely be at the top of the list. Yeah, that's that's and one then, we like, want. The Niners. Yeah, yeah the Niners, which I think would be too. funny. they take we take the defensive coordinator and give you the our quarterback (laughs) just trading around a bunch and then the titans they're i mean not stuck with ryan tano but the contract like ryan tano's there for at least another year or two so 
Yeah, yeah. no, and he's been playing great. Yep. Yeah, yeah, dude, that change of scenery. The post gaze. <laughs> the post gaze. <laughs> oh man. So in the West, we talked about the Raiders. Um, is there anything else? I guess on the Raiders, I think we kind of covered all their scenarios, and a lot of it revolved around maybe trading Carr, but they may keep him too. So. Yeah, no, they could. I think. So from what I've been hearing, they are open to moving off of him. They want to move up. Like, they want to elevate the quarterback position. He's good, not great. Yeah. But, good, you know, the, which the is, defense you know, was the problem this year. The, like, yeah, exactly. The offense the was actually was really good this year. It was not Carr's fault at all this year. Carr was really solid this year. Yep. But the defense was and just you know, garbo. The defense was absolutely dreadful. And, you know, they it's, we're at the time where I think now you can start questioning Gruden like this, we're in year four now last year you probably should have been nine and seven and on the birth of a wild card and you they were had close, a they had a shot at a playoff berth this year but they fucked up a lot near the end of the year yep but. so I I mean I think you can start questioning him but I still think like this is the year year four where if they don't take the step forward then yeah for sure and then Chargers Herbert, Chiefs, Mahomes, duh and duh. Duh. Now the Broncos. <laughs> the Broncos are the are a very iffy spot here because now that Elway is no longer the GM, <laughs> it seems like they are uh, looking more to move off your luck, which is probably I good. I think so. Yeah, I think they. I mean, they are avidly going after Watson as well. No, they totally um, should because I know we talked about Stafford going there, and that made a ton of sense. From fit and like kind of guy to teach lock, but uh, yeah, yeah. If they if they go after you know Watson, I I'm not sure what all the, oh, they have. They, I think they just have normal slated draft picks this year, but they've got a lot of good young assets. So it make their the team would be good and young. They've got good wide receivers. They've got the best offensive line coach in the league. <laughs> um, turn, like turn Garrett Bowles around. They've got what Judy Hamler. Uh, What's his face? Pat Tim Patrick. They yeah. got Noah Fan at tight end. Like they Sutton, got weapons, yeah. man. Sutton coming back. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big one too. Alberto. Alberto, baby. So I mean, hell, this is a potentially dangerous offense that I think going after Watson is the right move here. I don't know if they can get him, but I do think now that uh, Elway's relinquished relinquished a little power i think uh i think it's time they're going to start trying to move off a of lock cause yeah they should or they if anything should. make him your backup and have him kind of sit there because they they pick at 9 so they could get a good quarterback as well without having to like move up depending mm-hmm. on who their guy is so and that gives them ammo to trade around some i could get Trey Lance possibly Everyone, like everyone who picks like after the Jags, which is everybody, um, right? But if like, they they could get Trey Lance. They could get Trey Lance. Yeah, he's he's gonna make a team very happy. I feel like, but It'd be the steal of the draft. Yeah, I'm really curious, like how the evaluation on him goes, like moving forward and whatnot, just because. The I know that I think Mitch might have ruined like one year wonder type of guys. Maybe not one year <laughs> wonder, but like because Trey Lance doesn't have a large resume, but he he's good. Like he's better than Mitch. Like I just I was like you have to just watch him and realize that right. he's super good. So I watched the tape on Trubisky and was completely unimpressed. I was 
like they're they want to get this guy after a year and he looks like this like i didn't understand it at all he like didn't ever throw a deep pass when i was watching him in college they were always like eight eight yard throws yeah that pick like that pick will go down like as one of the worst blunders in the draft like (laughs) in draft history just because of who like the opportunity cost was what made it so bad Right, yeah. I mean, if your other options had been the year after or whatever, with, or two years after with Haskins and uh, Daniel Jones, then it doesn't look as bad. Yeah. But it, it was Mahomes and Watson. <laughs> Which I, I know every time that comes up, it's beating a dead horse, but I think it's a dead horse that needs to be beaten until Ryan Pace is fired, right? Like, <laughs> I think so. I mean, I think Bears fans agree. They, I mean, Bears fans up in arms about the potential of getting rid of Foles for Wentz and just, I don't know, Ryan Pace, man, come on. What a goober. We, <laughs> what do we already do with, like, coaching stuff? We, like, kept, like, kind of sliding in the Bears as, like, the eight team that may make a coaching change and just, nope, so. Yep. But. For the Bears, we'll be previewing them next time and the rest of the NFC when we get into our uh, quarterback carousel. Quarterback it up. I like quarterback it up better. Quarterback Quarterback it carousel up. is kind of like a overused term, I think, so we can get a little freaky with it. Yeah, a little freaky. Yeah, I'm down. Absolutely. So thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Just hold on to the ball Can't do it alone, not strong enough Maybe you can try to use your gloves Maybe I'm gonna have to fall But this throw's gonna be so clutch We can make this work with just a catch Baby I look around and Levante Davis on me Shaq Barrett wants to hurt me I can't throw cleanly with Eric on I said, ooh, I'm running for my life No, I can't throw depression me too much I said, ooh, how could you, Jason, like My O-line didn't make it on the bus